How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I'm naturally a loud talker. I'm not, I'm um, coming in hot. Coming in way too hot. Coming in hot. Hey-oh. You know when it's modulated. Hey-oh. Ah, hey, you sound awful. Oh, there it goes. I sound awful, you, too. You sound terrible. Isn't it amazing that from day to day, we haven't had any issues like this, I feel like, in the better part of a, a week, week and a half? We had a week. Know? I think we went an entire week where we had no real issues, and now it sounds awful. <laughs> we got three more shows. Three more. The yeah, kid. that's what they say. Are, Hopefully. Are you confident about that? No, I'm not. I'm also expecting to come in on Monday morning in like the first hour and a half of the show to not run properly or something to go wrong. Like there, there's going to be yeah. an issue. Yeah. But I think I'm more willing to go through an issue in an actual studio than I am in an office. Well, I, I got a couple things I want to get to in this opening segment here. So I don't want to derail too much time here. All right, let's, let's get to it. Swag live on air producing here. <laughs> Do we know if McGinley's going to be in person for the start of our show? Because it's going to be really weird to me that we're starting a new studio and day one of it actually starting, he's nobody's here. There has no been uh, been a f- no official correspondence as to one that is the date okay. and two. Didn't he tell us that was the date? That's the plan. It's the plan. <laughs> it's the plan. The, stick to the plan. Stick to the plan. You also sound awful. Yeah, you sound really hot too, Swag. Like way too hot. Uh, well, okay. it's, I've got it all calibrated. I I would say it's probably your headphones at this point. Uh, my headphones are turned way down. <laughs> I I don't know what to tell you then because I got it. Uh, the levels I'm told to look at here in my makeshift monitors are <laughs> I think Swag where is they need somebody. to be. He is. He's going to take somebody out. Swag it's okay. You know what? After what he's had to been, you know, go through sitting in a room by himself for the better part of uh, two months, I'm okay with it. I won't turn you in, Swagard. I won't either. Um, okay, I got a couple of things I want to get to. Somebody said we sound like old bruised bananas. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like an old bruised banana. Hey, that means we're ripe. That means we're ready to go. Oh, are Eat we? me. I, what? What? <laughs> Eat me. You okay? Um, yeah, I want to start with this. I got to admit, I, I didn't think this would bother me. And then I ended up going to bed and I woke up this morning and I saw some more of this and I said, you know what? It does. I was very discouraged and downright disappointed and a little upset of all of the slander our Oregon Coast took on our show 
Uh, and on social media yesterday. Yeah, I was too. And I couldn't be more disappointed with these people who call themselves Oregonians. We have, I don't think they realize like, oh, it, well, it rains. <laughs> I'm sorry. You don't go to the coast that much if all you think the weather is over no. there is foggy. And all I kept saying, it's foggy and rainy. I go to the coast more than most people. You do. You're at the coast a lot. I would say about 40% of the time I get sun. Now, I'm not telling you it's like 85 degrees in Hawaii, but like I don't encounter, as a guy who frequents the coast a lot, I don't encounter a lot, a whole lot of awful weather. Is it rain and cold some, and, and cold and a little misty sometimes? Sure. Yeah. Like the last time I went, it was a little bit of this in Seaside, but Cannon Beach, for some reason, 15 minutes away, blue skies and sun. It was amazing. No issue. And to see all of these people who have lived here and do live here, Tell me how awful it is or overrated it is or how Dame doesn't need to go. We had a lot of feedback on that, and I was very – I was like, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed because I, would, I don't think these people realize that we have one of the more gorgeous coastal lines in the world. Yes. The world. Yeah. I would like to uh, do a follow-up survey with those people and find out how many of them are native Oregonians versus uh, coming from somewhere else. Uh, okay. And the preponderance of them are coming up from California who like to go to the beach because the be- because it's hot yeah. and cool off as opposed to how we go to the beach or the coast. Last time I was at Huntington Beach, a seagull pooped on my leg. Like, <laughs> oh, we got sun and warm weather. Cool. I don't yeah. have seagulls dropping dimes I, on my leg. I just, it, it's, the slander is hilarious. Like, it might not be your number one vacation. It's not, I'm not, no, I don't think people are trying to argue it's the best vacation that you could possibly go no, on. No, it's not Hawaii. Or you can't or live not... without going to the Oregon. Like, nobody's arguing that. I don't think it's overrated or underrated. I think the Oregon coast is properly, properly rated. Properly rated it's is a, a good great way to put vacation. It. Yeah. When when that's what you're looking for, something cheap, you want to get away for a couple of days, maybe an extended, you know, four or five, maybe you want to go for a week. This notion that it only rains there, though, I saw that a lot yesterday, and it made me laugh my ass off. I was just there in July at Bannon. It was 85 degrees, and we didn't have a cloud in the sky. I was just in Manzanita in July, and it was like 78 degrees. I got sunburnt. It was so damn warm and hot. I sat outside at a bar and drank wine for like two hours, and I came home. I looked like a lobster. I got so much sun on my face. Well, I went on my golfing in September, and... I stopped at the the new Pelican spot in Lincoln City. I couldn't sit on the deck because it was 88 yes. degrees. It was so hot. I couldn't sit there and get baked because there's no. Right. There's, so I sat inside. So it was gorgeous that weekend. Somebody said I was just there last week. It was 85 degrees in October. Like I get yeah. if you're going in, in now, if you're going in November, December, January, February. Yes, there are certain times of year where you're going to get bad weather. Now, I'm okay with that trip. I, I like find a it stormy relaxing. beach vibe. You get a yeah. stew going. You make some soup. Look some at nice you. Seafood. I'd much book, rather be at the Oregon book. coast during a giant storm than here. Yeah, yeah I probably absolutely. would be too. So I think there's benefits to it. Now, I don't go a ton in the winter. Uh, and I get that if you don't want to go do that trip because you like to do something outdoors or whatever. Like, I understand that. That trip's not for everybody. This notion that it only rains and it's, you know, always foggy and Stop bad weather. It. Like, it's just stupid. That, that Yeah, that discourse. I don't know why that discourse bothered me. And it just, it did. <laughs> and I had to get that off my chest. I am a coastie. I love going to the coast. I'll go to the coast in the winter. I think you're summing it up right. I think you're saying it's properly rated is spot on. 
I still think it's underrated. Yeah, I think you can um, make an argument. If anything, it is underrated. It's not overrated. I just think, like, Oregon, like, we – yesterday we talked about a bum fire yesterday, right? Yeah, we did. Portland's got problems, right? <laughs> Portland has its problems. We got issues. But it's still a gorgeous city. It just has problems. The state of Oregon is underrated. Beautiful. You can do so many things. And yesterday to see the discourse, many of which called themselves Oregonians, tell me the coast sucks. Or the coast is overrated. I, I what? Yeah. Like what? Yeah. yeah. Everything, everything can be overrated if you really yeah. want to dive into it. Every single thing can be overrated if you want to dive into it. Stop. As diving you've into said it. over the years, they're not mad at the coast. They're, they're mad, mad at their dad. dad. Hey, uh, amen, brother. <laughs> amen. Stop being mad at your dad. Okay. Now I have one more thing I want to get to today. All right. What do you got? And then we'll get this going. We got the dirty poll to get to today at six thirty. Uh, Seth Walder's going to join us at 7. He's an analytics NFL guy. So we'll dive into some of the numbers of the National Football League. And uh, we got Dan Devine at 7.30. He wrote a really good piece on the Blazers and Dame at Yahoo Sports. He'll join us for the ticker. Yeah, yesterday, I hate to admit this publicly, but I'm kind of wearing it with a badge of honor. We all have opinions that change. We become different people as time evolves. And yesterday... I had a look from a neighbor that I haven't had ever. Uh-oh. It was a very judgmental, oh, you're that guy, guy. Uh-oh. I've officially become rain jacket on dog guy. Oh. We bought my dog a rain jacket, <sighs> and I know what you're going to say. There's... I know how you're feeling. Hold on. Mm. But we, I took him on a walk with his brand-new rain jacket. He wasn't a fan of the hood on his head. He kept yeah. shaking that off. Because he's, he's a dog. Hold on. <laughs> Save it, but <laughs> I will tell you it was successful, and I am who I am now, and Poor I have become dog. rain jacket on dog guy. I got a look from a neighbor. I know it, and um, please still love me. <laughs> now, who's, whose idea was this first, yours or the wives? Well, be honest. It's mine because I okay. walk the dog. and So you're the one that thought, I want to go get a jacket for my dog. The wife got the jacket. She found a great jacket on Amazon that wraps on their bodies where they can't shake it off. I'm glad my wife's not awake right now. And uh, I, look, it, first of all, it's just adorable. He's got a little rain jacket. I got a little rain jacket. We're the rain jacket Did brothers. Did you get matching? You got to get matching jackets at this point. I kind of do. You like a plaid matching jacket. Walk around. Get a leash that matches too. Come on, let's go all in. You can put a collar on. Let's get kinky. It's like those old ladies who get the same hairstyle as their dog. Um, but no, so the wife found the jacket, and I'll tell you why I came to this conclusion, okay? For all the judgment, I can feel Swag's judgment from behind a wall, for God's sakes. My wife, she drives at this hoop hard, constantly, well, and I, I put up the Dikembe Mutombo finger. Ah, ah, ah. Can, can I make an argument for it? You can make all the arguments you want. You ain't going to convince me. Really? Yeah. Nothing. I don't want the other dogs to make fun of him at school. Well, he doesn't see, my dog doesn't see other dogs. I mean, come on, around the neighborhood, he's going to see another dog across the street. You know what that dog's telling your dog in dog language? You wuss. <laughs> what are you, what are you from California? It's like when you see people walking around with an umbrella. We don't own, um, I don't need an umbrella. I got a rain jacket. I'm I, don't, good. I don't need a, I don't need an umbrella. If you see somebody right. with an umbrella, you immediately know, ah, now, you're not from here, are you? Hold on. Here's my, here's my pro rain jacket on dog argument okay move up here from san diego why is he soft <laughs> like ice cream come on toughen that dog up he used to be from the streets that dog <laughs> um i took him on a walk when the rain started and we ended up i was in the middle of a, i usually take him on like a two mile walk after the show i get home from workout i you know i settle down for about 10 minutes and then i take my dog on like a two mile walk right 
and I took him on a walk, and I would say about halfway through that walk, it dumped. Yeah. It dumped. I was not I was not even properly prepared for that rain. We get home, feet are soaking wet, you know, legs are wet. This MFer shook his whole body outside of my front door. Okay, cool. We yeah. get in. I asked my wife for a towel. And he shakes again right as the towel gets there, <laughs> all over the front by my front door. And I look on the floor, and I'm not kidding when I say might have been an eight foot span of just water. All over my floor. I then get the towel. I'm wiping his feet. And then I realize his entire body is soaking wet. And I know we differ in in dogdom here, but I don't like wet dogs all over my house. Oh, it's not good. And and you know what? Even when they walk around, it's like all that water's coming off. So I said, you know what? Let's do it. I'm in. And we got the jacket. It rained yesterday. His feet were a little wet. I dried him up. Whole body was dry. It was okay. great. It okay. was a great move by me. And I'm going to own this for the rest of my life. I am rain jacket on dog guy. <laughs> Why do I see you and your dog in matching Burberry? <laughs> that's that's not so far off. Here's what I'll say. You're not wrong on the idea of uh, wet dog sucks. Right, like nobody's pro wet dog. It smells so bad. It's bad. It stinks. They go. You, my dog goes psycho too when he gets wet. Like when you're trying to dry him off, he'll get the zoomies and do like the 360 spins for like two straight minutes. Yep. Like just goes bananas when he's wet. And I'm like, dude, calm down. We were outside peeing for like 30 seconds. You're gonna be all right. Here's where I plan ahead, and this is where you clearly fell short. Now maybe the weather just caught you off guard. Every time I take the dog for a walk this time of year, I leave a towel on the front porch. That dog does not get back into the house. Until he's dried off. And I got I got maybe a catalog of 15 dog towels just sitting in my garage. And I'll go grab one, put it on the front porch. You set it down. You come back, take his leash off. Boom. You dry him off for a good two, three minutes. He comes inside. No issues at all. I hate the drying process, though, because there's so much fur on them. It's not it's not fun. I'm not arguing it's fun. I mean, it's in, in the grand scheme, it's a six-minute process probably. <laughs> but it's six minutes that I just don't want to lose. You know what I mean? I'm just like... Give me your foot. Give me your other foot. Foot. Paw. Paw. Thank you. Go paw. ahead. All right. Now you can go. And inside. that's the beauty of the rain jacket on the dog is I don't have to dry his whole body anymore. It's fantastic. I was a little nervous when he went to take a dump. I pulled the jacket up a little bit. I'm like, don't get poop on this jacket. You have to hold the jacket while he poops. Well, I didn't actually need to. I, okay. I, I wanted to make sure it worked, right? When he peed, when he pooed, I want to make sure the jacket didn't get covered in anything. It didn't. It was perfect. You don't want a poo stain on day one. That's not good. You should see it. He actually looks adorable. It's a bright blue jacket. Oh, it's... I'm sure it's adorable. I, I, My wife brings this up probably three times a week. I'm going to have my wife send your wife the don't jacket. Don't do it. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. I'll get him a big uh, bright yellow one. Oh, you do it. Like All a good right. little construction worker just waddling around your neighborhood. <laughs> I love that you have one neighbor, too, that gives you the look. Dude. What the hell's the matter with you, man? Straight. Toughen that dog up. Stared into my soul of, really? Really? You're that guy, Big huh? dog jacket guy, huh? Now, what's next? Are you going to get a Halloween costume for the dog for Halloween? Tell me you got a costume. We already got him a costume. There you go. What's he going to be this year? Uh, I think the wife made him a bat. He's not happy about it. He's not happy about it at all. Need to take that dog to therapy, man. Somebody needs to buy that dog a beer and get it a you know a quarter pounder or something. You know what I'm looking at next? Oh. Him up. You know what I'm looking at next? I might get him a little booty so I don't have to dry his feet after we walk. Oh God, don't do that, man. Don't go that far. 
You know who you're becoming? You're becoming my dad. I am bec- you're, my dad was this way with the, our, our family dog that passed away a couple of years ago. This, this was what he was. We had a lab when I was growing up that he would not let on furniture. He wouldn't let upstairs. Like that dog That's was exactly who I am. Was like stuck on the middle floor. You can't go down. You can't go up. You got one floor to utilize in the house. No furniture. Jumping. That's a bit That's much. It. My dog can go up and down. It was a bit yeah, extreme. A bit and much. then that dog passed, and it's you know sad. And he became kind of. I know you're not an empty nester yet, obviously. But when he became an empty nester, they had, they got a new dog when I was like a junior in high school. Two years later, I'm gone. I come home. That dog's the most pampered thing on the face of the planet yeah sleeps on the bed every night goes wherever he wants he feeds him like snacks all the time out of the pantry he's wearing costumes he's got little booties uh, like what the hell happened man things changed a lot since i left yeah they do i'm just i had to get it out there had to get off my chest i'm i'm rain jacket on dog guy all right let's get it going a lot to get to is this a smart move i'll tell you what it is next on the fan why why if you why? have t-mobile 5g home internet you might be hearing this why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Get to the uh, dirty poll coming up here. See Dirt's top 10 in college football. I love that Alabama's beaten nobody, and they have a 53% chance of making the college football playoff with one loss, and the rest of their schedule is garbage. Oh, you know they're going, man. You well, know they're going. And I don't need to advocate because I don't root for your team, but like I go to some of these rankings, and it says 4% chance for Oregon. They also only have one loss. And if they get through the rest of their schedule, that's a harder schedule than what Alabama had. So it's just, you know, it, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just ridiculous. But Yeah, 49-3 to three is, a, is tough to overcome. I will say I have enjoyed to this point in the year not having to worry about the college football playoff, and now my team won one game, and it's like, now we're, we're here again. I did a hit with Yammer yesterday after the show, and he uh-huh. basically was like, hey, should they get any recognition for it? And I said, well, why wouldn't they? And he goes, well, week one. And I said, that was like nine weeks ago. I 
this is a different team. I just think yeah. the argument's ridiculous. Like, a loss is a loss. They don't put, hey, loss by 30 or more, so this loss is worse right. than this loss. All the losses are the same. They're a loss. <laughs> Where's like the this is like the f around and find out graph like when you're when you're finding the middle point when does a, a blowout loss to a good team not exceed a, a close loss to a bad team yes because somebody's gonna have one of those That's like one of these point. teams is gonna have a loss you're like they lost a who could be Tennessee this weekend who loses to Kentucky right who Kentucky's okay yeah but is a seven point loss to Kentucky better than a forty nine or forty six point loss to Georgia? You'd stop, probably still get people say yeah, probably because, you know get waxed. But on the good thing stops. about that is in two weeks we find out what Tennessee's going to do to Georgia. Right. Um, good or bad idea by me? Not the rain jacket for my dog. I placed a wager yesterday on the old DraftKings situation. Uh huh. I got Damian Lillard MVP odds at twenty eight to one. They were fifty to one coming into the year, and because of his back to back performances. Of 30 and 41, 31 and 41. His odds went from 50 to 1. I got him at 28 to 1. Is this a good or bad bet? Do you think Damian Lillard can actually maintain an MVP level? What would it take for Dame to get me to cash that ticket? (laughs) I think you're looking at probably having to average north of 30 points a game. North of 30? Or or as, as close to that number as you could humanly possibly be. Because what's Giannis going to average this year, points per game-wise, right? What's Luka going to average this year? Uh, what's Embiid going to average this year? Well, John Moran, I think, is averaging like 35 a game. I know it's extremely early, but he's already averaging 35 a game. I think you need to be around 30 points per game. The Blazers have to far exceed expectations, a la top five seed. Probably. Is a five seed, that exceeds far expectations, I, I think so. Right? I think if you go from where they were last year and Dame is the driving force and he stays healthy and has that kind of year and you get a top five seed in the West – I put the bet in, too, uh, mainly because I was so upset about losing the Pats bet the other night that I needed to chase something else. And I thought, you know what? Let's put a feel-good bet out in the world and let's put a MVP bet on Damian Lillard. I think he's got the supporting cast, though, to help him out enough this year to, to, to have a, a puncher's chance at it. Like, he's had incredible seasons, but I just I like the roster fit better this year than I have in years past around him. I also, you know, I go back to the Russell Westbrook season. Usually MVP is given to, like, a top-three team player. Yeah. Russell Westbrook is the exception to this rule when he had the triple-double season. They were the sixth seed that year. Now, that's the exception, not the rule. And so, saying out loud, if Portland can be a five seed, I, I, I still think even then it'd be a really tough ticket to cash. I just took it because the odds were so great. I mean, it's 28-1. to 1. Um, I'll take those odds all day. And I was kicking myself for not putting it in preseason. At 50 to 1? Yeah, yeah that 50 I mean, to 1 is, is great. And I'm not surprised that he got off to a hot start. I'm not either. Like, I, I, yeah, I didn't not make that bet because I didn't think he'd play well. I just no. didn't, I guess I just didn't put him in the, the conversation, but they start 4 and 0. And hell, even 28 to 1 is still pretty good. I don't know what they're at right now, but like, I, I, I'd imagine they're still close to what I got it at. Yeah. And so I was wondering last night, I'm watching the NBA. I see Kevin Durant called John Morant the face of the league now. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's accurate, but maybe it is. No, I, I don't think so. I Well, I think what he's talking about is just who the kids are looking at. Do they look at Ja Morant more than they look at Steph Curry? I know my nephews mentioned Ja, and my okay. nephew's not watching basketball every night. I know Ja Morant breaks through on the social media streams. He's TikToks a high, he's a highlight and, guy, so maybe that that's part of it. And his team's good, and he's the yeah. best player on his team. The one thing about Ja that I would say, though, on the MVP front, I don't know if he's going to stay healthy enough to have. I mean, his team's record was so good when he sat last year; they were a good team. Um, I think that can hurt him. Giannis is probably the biggest problem because he's 
consistent and really damn good. He's unstoppable. Luca, Luca's kind of in the Dame category of how good's the team, right? I watched that Pelican game last night, and the Pelicans damn near blow that game. Uh, they were down three starters last night, and they still beat Dallas. They were. CJ had a great game last night, uh, but I still I, I was kind of like wondering, Kawhi's not playing. Paul George isn't going to win MVP. The Clippers lost to the Thunder yesterday. Like I was just kind of going through them in my head. Dame might be like a good top five candidate for MVP right now. Now it's really early, but go through the league and tell me yeah. how many players would you truly think are going to stay as healthy as Dame and have the production of Dame? I mean, your 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 biggest competition is Ja, Luca, uh, Giannis, um, probably after that it's Steph. kind of a crap I mean, shoot. Steph's still always yeah, you Steph's still have in the to mix every Steph year. In there. See, I think the thing with Steph that hurts is he has pool. He's got Clay. He's going to get hurt because his team is really good. And I, I do. I think that's going to knock it down. Last year, okay. They came out of not making the playoffs. They won the championship. Like, all of that's there. And Steph is really effing good. But, like, having those guys on the court with him. Jordan Poole looked. I mean, they got blown out. But Jordan Poole had some moments last night where he looked amazing. Yeah, the one thing I feel confident in is Jokic is not going to win it again. They're not going to give it to no. him three years in a row. He's he is an incredible player. And I'm not saying a, a undeserving MVP. But he's not the kind of guy that you would give three straight MVPs to. It sounds dumb, but you have to take into account. He's not of the pantheon in NBA history to be winning three straight of those awards. No, he is not. That should be very rarefied air in our league. Embiid should have won it last year. Yes. uh, But Jokic got it. So Jokic is immediately out. So I think you're going to have different storylines out there, right? I think there's going to be a big push where if Embiid has a good year, there's going to be a push to get him the award because a lot of folks thought he should have won it last year. They're off to an awful start. But they're off to a bad start, and that does not help. I think there's going to be a push to give it to one of these young guys, like a John Morant, who obviously hasn't won one yet a Luca who hasn't won one yet the, the next wave of the NBA I kind of feel that right too, like yeah. let's get the next crown yep. uh the next guy crowned as an MVP but I think Dame has an argument in terms of I also think voters love and not that his career is over but this would be kind of a career you know uh, uh accomplishment award if you will for everything that he's done and for the you know the way he's carried the organization if he's able to put to, put it together for an entire year the media is always looking for storylines and that would be – Dame has an argument there. That would be a good storyline of, like, this dude's been a stud. He's been loyal. Look at all these guys who have jumped around from team to team who are unhappy. Like, how do you think Russell Westbrook feels right now after leaving Oklahoma City, going to different teams? Like, the Lakers don't want him. He's going to get traded again. Nobody wants him after that. Like, have fun the rest of your career, buddy. It ain't going to go pretty. Uh, I, th- there's an argument there that if you're the career achievement guy, maybe you get a couple of votes. Uh, yeah, so I put that bo- uh, bet in, and, yeah, I'm feeling okay about it. I I think he's got a shot. It's a long shot, but I think he's got a shot. Uh, All right. Well, we got Seth Walder at 7 o'clock. He's an analytics guy for ESPN.com. Dives into a lot of NFL, but we got to go to college football because it's time to find out top 10 in college football. The Dirty Pole is next. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we'll, uh, we'll get to Seth Walder coming up of ESPN Analytics Department, National Football League stuff at 7. 
And then Dan Devine wrote a really good piece at Yahoo about the Blazers and Damian Lillard. And we'll talk with him at 7.30 today. But it is time as we do every week on Wednesday, normally at 6.30, though last week I forgot because I'm an idiot. So first thing I did when I got home yesterday was write it down, the dirty pull, the top 10, the preemptive top 10 in college football. I hate the way everybody else does it. Dirt, who are the top 10 teams right now? All right, the team that dropped out this week, uh, Ole Miss. See you later. They were fraudulent all season. They had a win over Kentucky. Outside of that, nothing. They got uh, beat this weekend. They blew a big lead to LSU on the road in Baton Rouge. And so Ole Miss, we'll see you later, folks. You're out of the top 10. We'll start at number 10, a team that just suffered their first loss, but I think it's a good team. And I think if these two teams played again, which there's a decent chance it's going to happen, you might see a different outcome. Uh, and that is UCLA. They were 6-0. I'm not going to downgrade them too much. It's the first time they had to go on the road. Did they get beat worse than I thought they would? Yes, they did. But I still think it's a top-10 team in the country with the offensive weapons that they have. But UCLA drops five spots down to number 10. I have a theory. One, I'm happy you did this. The Pac-12 never gets that kind of love. Like, dude, that's, I mean, look, did they lose by more than we thought? Sure. But that's not a bad loss. Oregon's a top-10 team in the country. The theory of why you have them at 10, but I'll let you proceed. <laughs> I try to boost up their ratings yeah. for a Pac-12 championship game. Uh, I still, I mean, I do maintain the opinion, too. If they play Oregon again at, like, a neutral site in Vegas, that's a different feeling game. Autzen was huge. I imagine uh, the game's closer. Yeah. Uh, number nine is a team that disappeared last week because they lost, and now they're back in because they themselves had a nice little comeback win this weekend. And the team is just kind of flying under the radar. Oklahoma State, man, that, that crowd was great. They were down early to Texas, and it did not look pretty. They gave up 31 points in the first half, held Texas to three points in the second half. They stormed back, scored 17 of their own in the second half. Huge comeback win. Uh, Oklahoma State comes in at number nine. Uh, number eight is a team I'm just I'm kind of done with. I've, I've gone back and forth, back and forth. They're down here, and I don't see them climbing up anytime soon. Uh, Clemson was lucky to survive Syracuse. Now, there was a fluky play where they fumbled inside their five-yard line. Scoop and score the other way. But they had to bench their starting quarterback to beat Syracuse. Like, stop it. Syracuse, stop it. You have a team in your top ten and you're proclaiming, I'm done with them? I'm done with them. They're not getting higher (laughs) than eight all year. Uh, Clemson comes in at number eight. They move down two spots. Number seven is a team that had the best win in college football uh, this weekend. And they were at number ten this last week. So they're up three spots from where they were. Oregon's playing as good as anybody in the country, man. That offense looks unstoppable. This is a ridiculous ranking. You think they're higher than seven? They should be higher than seven? See, here's if, if you did this in any other conference with that matchup, that team would get much more respect than sure. three spots up for doing that. Here, here is what is hanging over their head. They lost by 46 points. Who? You can't say who cares. That's on their schedule. It's on their resume. But, they lost by 46 points. Dude. I get it. I'm pro-Oregon as you can that, be. That was early September. Was. We're getting into November but here. But here's the like, thing. When you only have 12 games, it ha- I mean, it has to count for something, right? But Does they haven't have? lost since, and no. they've largely taken care of business in every game they've played. They have. Which one, Why loss, does that... which one loss in undefeated teams are you ranking them higher than? Well, your ranking is based on teams you think are better. You, yes. you, you don't always play the game of, like, schedule and who's your loss, who's not I your loss. I try and combine the both. Like, if you're undefeated and you look good being undefeated, I'll rank you higher. I don't mind that. But Clemson, clearly, I have no problem ranking Oregon higher than Clemson. Because if they play it on a neutral field right now, I would take Oregon to win that game. And I think TC, like a team like TCU, who we'll get to in a moment, they have they have a number of top 25 wins under their belt, and they don't have a 46-point loss. I mean, 
This team doesn't have a 46-point loss, but they've also not really beaten anybody. Alabama? Alabama does not have a quality win, but their only loss on the season is to the team that I have ranked number one in the country, and it was by a field goal. They damn near won that game. Who's Michigan's hardest team they've played so far? Rutgers? I'm not kidding. Michigan's schedule has been a joke. Uh, like Penn State's ranked near the top ten. Okay, you're they right. They just beat them. So thirty points. Omit that. Yeah. Ohio State. You can ask this question. Sure, you could. But if you if they played right now, who would you take to win the game? Ohio State or Oregon? I would take Oregon. They beat them last year. Oh, okay, I love your optimism. Uh, I do have Oregon. I at just think your seven. team is not. It's that's not the same team. And and also, I, I don't disagree first game with for you. Bo Nix. I don't disagree with you. Georgia had an entirely different offense than Dan I, Lanning was ready for. I don't disagree with I'm anything like, you're saying. It's a bad loss, and I chuckled like a lot of non-duck fans chuckled seeing that like damn dude that's that's humbling yeah but that was a long time ago for me it was a long time ago it's hard to it's hard to when you're looking at resumes of one loss and undefeated teams to overcome that and that's the difficult part that Oregon's going to have. I don't even really want to talk about them with the playoff because it's been fun to enjoy a season. No, I, where it's I know. Not I'm not going to the playoff a thing. A week I'm in, just, a week out thing. I was surprised they were there, but yeah, I'll I let got, you proceed. I got Oregon at number seven. I have Alabama at number six. They bounced back. Mississippi State's a, a good team. Not great, but a good team. Uh, and they just, I mean, they had no answer. They couldn't pick up a first down. It was 30 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Uh, Mississippi State got some points on the board late. I got Alabama at number six. TCU is a team that I keep waiting for the slipper to fall off, and it will not fall off. They got quality win after quality win after quality win. And we keep thinking at some point it's going to end. Well, they were down big to Kansas State, came back, won 38-28 this past weekend. I got TCU at number five. Ohio State smoked Iowa. I don't really know what to make of Ohio State because, to your point, they haven't played anybody all year. But they also haven't played close to anybody since Notre Dame in their opening week of the season. They've won every game by, like, 40 points. Yeah, but that Notre Dame game was close, and Notre Dame's trash. But, again... Wasn't that a first game of the year situation? It's the first game of the year situation. Okay, so even Ohio State, who's undefeated and looks amazing. There's a difference between winning a close game and losing by 46 points. But no, my point <laughs> is you don't always look who you are in week one. Nope. If Ohio State played Notre Dame right now, Ohio State would win that game by 20 points. Yes, I agree with you. Okay, so like that's kind of my point is you can evolve and be a different team from week one. Now, a win <laughs> is better than a loss. Yes, that's your point. But I under, I look, I see completely Notre Dame where you're is coming a, from. That's not a good team. And like looking back, they damn near lost that game. I, I see you completely where you're coming from this is such a difficult scenario because when you only have 12 things to put on your resume and one of them is so bad why am i being a bigger duck fan than you you this are is ridiculous. being a bigger duck i just to me it's hard to overcome because it, it, yeah. it's not a preseason game it's not like hey the blazers sucked in preseason and now they're 4-0 should we reevaluate that's different because those games didn't count they didn't they didn't yeah. mean anything this was a game that counted and as if they play georgia right now in a neutral field do i think the game would be a lot closer 100 i do but you played them, and you lost by 46. It's just, to me, it's hard to overcome. But I do have them at number seven. Ohio State at four. Michigan, three. I think Michigan was off this weekend. Georgia, two. Georgia was off this weekend. And Tennessee still at number one. I love that you have Tennessee at one. They I do. played mighty UT Martin. Like, they're, yeah. they're the combination of eyeball test and resume. And that's what you have to use. Like, how do you look when you're watching these teams? And what have you done? There has to be a combination of both. It can't just be, I think this team's better than this team. Screw who they played. That doesn't mean anything. There has to be resume and eyeball test. Uh, on the Tennessee note, I'll add this. I was looking at that line with UT Martin. Not in the UT Martin's going to upset them, but like there's an easy hangover effect where they only win that game by like 14 points, right? And you're like, well, and I don't even know anything about UT Martin. But I was kind of curious how that game was going to go. And not watching it, but seeing the score on Saturday, man, they housed them. They had like 40 points in the first half of that game. Yeah. They just obliterated UT Martin. That is a very, very good Tennessee team. If they get past Kentucky, that Georgia game, man. 
Oh my God, that's it's going to be huge in two weeks. And then you got Alabama going on the road to LSU that night. I don't think LSU is going to beat Alabama. No, I don't. Either. But uh, we, we are heading for a, a disaster scenario. Slightly worried about that. I again. will be rooting for Brian Kelly, unfortunately. I will too. Because, because if they win that game, my point done. my point is made. Alabama's gone. Alabama is out. But you got to beat them twice. One one does not count anymore in college football. Uh, all right, there's the dirty poll. Run through it real quick, 10 to 1, one more time for people just turning the radio on. Uh, UCLA 10, Oklahoma State 9, Clemson 8, Oregon 7, Alabama 6, TCU 5, Ohio State 4, Michigan 3, Georgia 2, Tennessee 1. There you go. Top 10 in college football via Andy Dirt Johnson. Let's talk some college football before we get to Seth Walder. We'll do it next on 1080 The Fan. Uh, McDermott was on Good Morning Football this morning, the Bills head coach. Is his first name Doug? Yes. Why do I know that, but like at the same time second guess myself when I want to say his name? Doug. Is there another Doug McDermott in the world that I've not? I thought it was the... Sean McDermott. Isn't Doug Doug's Mc... the basketball player, basketball. right? Dougie McBuckets. Dougie McBuckets. Yeah, yeah from Thank Creighton. You. That see that this is what happens is my brain gets these sports things mixed up. Which McDermott is that? <laughs> yeah, which McDermott are you? Uh, he was asked on Good Morning Football about that bomb that the Bills had a couple of weeks ago at their own one. Oh, yeah. And he said he he caught on the headset and told Ken Dorsey, dial up the best 98-yard play we have. <laughs> what do you got from 98 yards? And the next play, Josh Allen just throws a bomb to Gabe Davis. Touchdown. I'll occasionally yell that on the uh, sidelines. Call the touchdown play! I want a touchdown now. Unbelievable. Um I wanted to stick in college football. We got Seth Walder coming on. He runs analytics for ESPN.com and their NFL stuff. And there's a a lot to look at the NFL. Like, how does he explain with numbers what the Giants are doing, for example? This seems like a recipe that should be easily beat. And yet every week they're trailing by 10 points and they're coming back and outright winning. It's ridiculous. And I want to see what he thinks about some of the other teams. Geno Smith, the Seahawks offensive efficiency stuff. Um, So we'll talk to him coming up in the top of the second hour. I wanted to pick it up with college football. You did your dirty poll there, your top, your preemptive top 10. I love it. We now have a duck grad on, or a duck fan on Twitter asking, or on the text line asking if I'm a UW grad. You sure you're not a UW grad, Dirt? Because I don't have them ranked. I have them ranked higher than the AP poll and the coaches poll. You disrespected your own team. It's it's okay for people to question you. I think they're they're number nine in the coaches poll. Nobody cares about the coaches poll. They're eight in the AP poll. Nobody cares about the coaches poll. Nobody cares about the AP poll. So I have them ranked higher in both polls over an undefeated Clemson team. But that's that's not enough. Okay. Uh, Next time I'll rank them number one because God knows they'd beat everybody in the country by thirty points. I mean, come on, what are we doing here? Nobody can hang with Oregon. Are you kidding me? Let's go. Number one team in the land next weekend. Once they beat Cal by two touchdowns, they're going to number one. Like, what are we doing here? Stop. Jesus, man. Who would you pick? Like, Are you picking them against Alabama on a neutral site right now? I love Oregon. I'm not picking them to win that game. We want Bama. <laughs> we want Bama. Somebody had a pretty good uh, uh, sign at game day. I think it said, we want Bama. No, seriously, Georgia, we don't want to. It was something like, we don't want to play we them again. We want Bama. We don't want <laughs> yeah, Georgia. Please not Georgia again. <laughs> what good. I've loved the most about doing this show with you over the years is when I met you, <laughs> You were the Dave Softy Mahler of the state of Oregon. You were Oregon everything. And you still root really hard for your team. Cocky Duck fan is still there in you. Oh, it's in there, yeah. But also Duck fan on Twitter and the text line can tend to get you to start to kind of hate your own team sometimes. (laughs) How dare you rank them seventh in the country? The disrespect. 
<laughs> what the hell are you talking about? I got into an argument with Beaver fan over the weekend over uh-huh. logo. Oh, yeah, there's some beeves that support the logo, and I just don't get it. They love the re-beeve yeah, logo, that's... and I'm somebody, uh, somebody, uh, I think I saw it. Somebody retweeted it. It was like, did an alteration to Benny. They made Benny more angry than his chipper self. And I, I was like, this is dope. This is great. And somebody tagged somebody else. And then before you know it, I'm in an S storm back and forth <laughs> about why the rebeef's not that bad. And boomers are the only ones holding on to Benny. And Benny's so overrated. And <laughs> it becomes a boomer just, millennial thing. I, and I'm like, I'm 35. You're what a boomer you? now, buddy. Welcome to being a boomer. That's okay. I'm a dad of two. I am a boomer. Um, no, but what? What's interesting to me, though, Heather Dinich gets on ESPN. Uh huh. She's got Oregon four. She did. She did have Oregon four. Now yeah. you could you can make a claim because of your point and you know a lot of people's points. Well, they lost by forty six. They did. They did. And there's nothing you can do about that. It's no. over. No. But I, whether it's my team or another team I'm watching throughout a season, you do have to acknowledge. Hey, that team has done this, this, and that since that loss. And, oh, by the way, beating UCLA is better than any win Alabama has. It's better win than anything Ohio State has. And that's why they're ranked seventh. I would even actually argue it's a better win than Michigan. So here's here, – Because, they, yeah, yeah they, they – I know. They, they beat them at Michigan, and they beat Penn State soundly. I'm picking UCLA to beat Penn State. I would, too. I think UCLA is a better team than Penn State. But Michigan's undefeated. Okay, but like Michigan played guppies in the non-conference. Like that's the other part of this is we get punished, and I'm using the proverbial we as the Pac-12, because we choose to actually play games. Michigan cancels games. Yeah, they backed out. And they play FCS opponents every weekend. And then they go to like Indiana, and they struggle with the Hoosiers in football for three quarters. Like Michigan's good. Michigan might be better than Oregon. But this like propping up that Michigan's something that Oregon can't be it's it's just nonsense to me. Like that, that's a bad loss by Oregon. That was also a very long time ago. It Everybody was. has seen that this is a better team than that, and they're a different team than that. So while Heather Dinich is kind of on an island by herself, I'm looking at some of these metrics, and I like I go to PFF and I look at college football playoff percentages. I know we're not there with Oregon or the Pac-12, but if you look at the Pac-12's chances of making the playoff, it's like less than 15 percent. All these other conferences have higher than that, and they've either largely not played anybody or they already have a loss on their schedule. Well, because the SEC has two undefeated teams. The ACC has an undefeated team. The Big Ten has two undefeated teams. The Big 12 has an undefeated team, and the Pac-12 has nothing but one loss teams and a two-loss team. TCU, I will not argue against. every Almost everybody else you named, Georgia has the best win. But almost everybody else you named has played nobody. I mean, Tennessee beat Alabama. Oh, sorry, I'm taking Tennessee out. Okay. I, I meant like Clemson's, the Michigan's, the sure. Ohio State's, the this world is have why... played nobody, and they're undefeated. And it's like, well, they have to be better. <laughs> no, they don't. No, they don't. Their schedule's soft. Here's here's the last two thoughts on this. One, the only thing that I'm pushing back on is acting like rank ranking Oregon seventh is some big sign of disrespect. Like, I have them as the seventh-ranked team in the country. That's not disrespectful. I was I was only surprised that they weren't, like, six. Sure. Maybe even five. But them. I also hear – I think the, 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 the uh, multiple layers on this. One is this is why you need an expanded playoff. Everybody plays a different schedule. In an expanded playoff field, playing Georgia in week one should not ruin your chances to make a playoff. I can make the argument, sure, maybe even in a four-team field, but it's hard to get that sight and that score out of your mind. 
when that's a game that you played. We all thought Oregon was going to cover that spread. They were a two-touchdown underdog, and they lost that game by 46 points. Are they a different team now? Yes. Are they playing better now? Yes. Would the game go differently if they played now? Yes. That's not the way it works, though. You played a game. It was on your schedule. And is it unfair that you had to play Georgia in week one and Michigan didn't have to play anybody? Yeah, probably a little unfair, but that's the way college football works. This is why you need an expanded playoff. And I think Oregon and the other teams around them are a case study of what's more important, your best win or counting your loss. Because Oregon has a better win than a lot of these teams that you listed, and that's why I ranked them higher than them. But does that outweigh a close good loss? Because as much as I hate Alabama, I don't think a three-point loss on the road to Tennessee is a bad loss. That game easily could have gone to overtime. They easily could have won that game. But that's what I hate be about this like, is we're arguing the, the measure of a loss. A loss is a loss. There's not an extra see, column to, on your record that says good <laughs> this loss, is where I disagree. bad loss. This is where I disagree. I think there but are good disagree, losses and bad but, losses. But yeah, well, there are bad performances, but you're, you're weighing it that way because there's only four slots. Yeah. That's how we're differentiating this. It's ridiculous, and it's why I'm such a proponent. we got to go to Seth Walder, but I'll add this. And we'll get that expanded playoff, and all this stuff's not going to matter. Absolutely, and that sucks that it's still a year or two away, but this is why I'm excited for it, because sometimes football happens. Sometimes you don't play your best game and you get your ass kicked. Mm-hmm. Okay? And but it shouldn't I, ruin your season. But I'm not jumping on the show on a Monday and saying, well, sorry, Kansas City. I don't put you in the running in the AFC. You lost to the Colts. It's ridiculous. Teams lose. It's football. Like, that's why the expanded playoff needs to happen. Nobody, almost largely nobody's going perfect. It's a hard thing to do. Uh, All right, loaded second hour. Seth Walder, ESPN Analytics. Get his thoughts on the NFL and where everything is right now in the National Football League. Hour two on the Odyssey app and the fan. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.